Hey everybody, this is the Mary Junkies Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about black cinema in the 21st century. It's going to be a good time. Uh, your favorite your favorite filmmakers, your favorite black scenes in cinema, and where we're going from, from now. All that. Everything else. Well, I'm Corey Saltichu Floyd, and of course, with me right here is the boss. Gang, gang. Yo, I'm not going to talk about it now, but Ninja Kamui, amazing. I had nothing to do with the topic that we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, of course, we're the Mary Junkies podcast today. We're going to be talking about. Black cinema in the 21st century, we've come such a long way. And just in the last 24 years, some great strides have definitely been made in front of and behind the camera. In front of, behind the camera and in front of. Because I've I, I seen an interview with a prominent uh, actor Who's now behind the camera? And it was sounds it was sound like a round table. And and one of the the people behind the camera asked him, like, was it a problem with it? And he like, y'all don't have to be in front and behind the camera. Right. And, and this actor, if I didn't say his name, like everybody knows who he is. Just say the name. Uh man Damon Bitches. Bitch ass Matt Damon. Yeah, I'm like, Matt Damon. The motherfucker that we had to rescue like 30,000 times. It was it, it definitely, and it, <laughs> it. I bet you he regrets that shit. I'm pretty sure he does. Because it was just like. <laughs> Why well, I haven't seen him work with black people in a minute. Anyway, <laughs> I call, 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 right, call as it is. <laughs> but seriously, uh, a lot of a lot of strides in cinema have been made uh, since early two thousands. Since uh, and I just want to highlight just a few of my favorites now. It's easy. It's very easy for us to go with, you know, get out. (laughs) Uh, Like, so I just, I just want to, I just want to like throw that one out nice and early. You know what I mean? Get out was an amazing (laughs) suspense movie. No, that was horror. I'm say horror. I'm going to say horror. That was hard. For, for um, us, for, for black folks, it's <laughs> invasion of the body snatchers is, is horror. 
for everyone else, suspense. For black people, <laughs> that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think it was more surprising of who it came from, right? Because Joe Phil did come from a horror background. He wrote comedy sketches for, for his show. So, like, what the fuck? Was you hiding this inside you all along? He's like, yeah. But, and I got but, two more for y'all. But that's the crazy thing. He never, he was never hiding it. If you watch Key and Peele, a lot of their sketches are really, really dark. Like there's like there's what like there's one sketch where apparently like these Nazi soldiers were about to come in this room and the guy lays down to play dead. Right, right. I and he's that. just <laughs> like that is that's hella dark. Or the one where uh the zombies took over. But and the zombies were racist. They're like, hey, yo, we won. <laughs> Come on back here. It's barbecue. <laughs> I think about that, that sketch a lot. That sketch lives really free in my head. Mm -hmm. But they're like, what are the, what, one of the first, one of the first, um, first interesting black movie I remember because I was, I was a kid when it came out and my mom, my mom just kind of looked at me weird when I said uh, when I asked her to rent it. It was called uh, "Ghost Dog: Way of the Samurai." Well, uh, with Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, right? <laughs> and I'll never forget because it just Forrest seemed Whitaker very was an action star. I think it's the only action movie he ever did. But yeah, I'm not even sure if that is an action movie because it's like. I mean, yeah, there are shootouts, but he's such an assassin. It's yeah. never really like a dog fight. True, true. It's still, it's still an action movie. He just wasn't like fighting, right? He was like shooting people through they through they uh sick pipes and stuff like that. That stuff. Right. That was that was definitely like a like a modern ninja movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you have never seen Ghost Dog, man, that be added to your to your list uh, for for like a weekend watch. That's a, actually like a actually really good movie. Now, <laughs> ironically, now when it comes to now, with that, we also have a really cool. A really cool movie that I don't think a lot of folks watched, but now because of some of the controversy behind the person, more black people have been looking at. And I'm talking about The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I haven't and, watched it. And it stars Jonathan Majors. How'd you like that? I haven't watched it. Um, I, it's definitely it's definitely a it's a very bitter pill to swallow because the story the story is literally about these guys trying to reclaim their house built by built by their grandfather and it's it's it, it, it it's a first off san, san francisco has been gentrified to hell <laughs> like that's to, to hell 
to hell in real time. <laughs> and and them just trying to uh, trying to claim the house, it tests the friendships and the sense of belonging they even have to the neighborhood itself. Because ain't too many folks like them that live out there and actually own their house anymore. So it it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely an interesting character study. Now, uh, also behind the camera, we've had some great trailblazers over the last few years, yes. and one yes. of the one of the most poignant. And I, mm, I'm gonna no, I'm not even gonna touch on him yet. I like to start with Ava DuVernay. Was you were you gonna talk on Ryan? No. Ryan Cooler, he's he, I, when I speak of him, it'll be nothing but positivity. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, but Ava, Ava DuVernay also, she's she has been on a tear. Yeah, uh, she she came on the scene hard, and then she hit. I think one of the one of the most, I think her most gut punching work has still been the Thirteenth, which is actually a documentary. Right. Uh, but don't get it twisted. She's also she also has a she also has a great dramatic flair for action and drama. Yeah. I like her version of A Wrinkle in Time, despite other folks. Yeah, I, I like again, A Wrinkle in Time in Time as well. It definitely didn't it definitely didn't get the 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 um the marketing and some of the things other uh, movies did, but. But if you watch it, it was still like, like a solid good movie. I also think that the a wrinkle in time is just really something very difficult to translate. I just I but but in comparison to a previous filming of a wrinkle in time, I think she captured the essence of it. I think she hmm. I think she I understood think, the assignment better than most. I think you did an amazing job. Now, like now, Ryan. Now, Ryan Coogler. Ooh, Ryan Coogler got our got everyone's attention from the gate with uh, Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station, and, Which, and this this man came out of nowhere because he because when he was in college, he had no no uh, desire to do film. Crazy, ain't it? Crazy, like his, like his girlfriend now wife at the time gave him a, a typewriter, and that somehow sparked a sparked a filmmaker in him, and and now he's like one of the leading uh, movie producers out there. Like it's just wild how how some things, even something small, in other people's eyes might make all the difference in others. It's it, it it's been it's been a quite the interesting ride. Uh, mm -hmm. fruit, he went from Fruitfield Fail Station to Creed, uh, and who? I'm first off. First I don't off, see Rich yet. Um, no, I well, he has missed one. Um, he. What we call it? Uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy. That that he did Space Jam with LeBron. Yeah, that I'm a 
Nobody's perfect. <laughs> we all <laughs> we all come this one. The dog yeah. Space Jam was was uh Space Jam was, was a cash grab. That's all it was. It was a long ass commercial for like other companies. But he went he went from Fruitvale Station to Creed. Then you got then you got Black Panther and Black Panther Wakanda Fred. And, and then Creed 2 and 3. Uh, Creed 3, he did not direct. He didn't direct Creed 3? He did. No. Creed, Creed 3 was actually directed by its star, Michael B. Jordan. All right. right. Who had transitioned behind the screen. Who, I, who has done, first off, this man's career started in the early 2000s. He had a few commercials here and there, but then he picked up. He captured audiences with his portrayal of young Hopper Wallace on The Wire. Yeah. And then he went from The Wire to a daytime talk, a daytime soap opera, All My Children. And then when the and he, now here's the funny thing. On All My Children, they did a five or seven year time jump, right? And Michael B. Jordan's character was then played by Chadwick Boseman. Was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That's, that's why he tried to kill him in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense now. <laughs> it's, fu it's funny. It's, it's, it's very funny how things connect. Yes. It's yes. it's it's very funny. It's a, that's amazing how they come full circle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Shout out to our king, Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, that that. Yes, but that Michael B. Jordan also has had an incredible career. I, I watched an interview with him, and he said after after he got done a wire, he could not find work for like. Like two or three years, he couldn't find he work. Like that. He said he, he said him and his friends resorted to uh, to doing like Uber Eats and stuff like that. So so that they could have time to do uh, auditions and stuff. He said he could he could not find any work after the, after doing the wire. Mm -hmm. Well, him, he, him and Ryan Coogler started their own production studio. Right, and. You know who else? You know who? You know who else had a great uh, had a, a great come up as well, because I, I distinctly remember seeing this guy in in just a few small bit roll bit roles, but then he blew up. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Now, if you ever seen his IMDb, he has like a few. He's he's in a few movies. He was also in. He was also one of the bad guys in Kick Ass too. <laughs> and it's and it's like you you could blink and miss it, but you know what blew him up? You know what blew him up? That episode fifteen million demerits on Black Mirror. I haven't seen that. This was season one of Black Mirror before we realized, oh shit! And I gotta admit, his his 
episode was compelling and most of it was just all him all him what's his card it was it was on black mirror i think it was called 15 million demerits or 15 million merits but it like it's quite it's quite the watch and from there the next job we all saw him on was get out And then, and then his career shot off from there. And then he played, <clears throat> then he played, uh, then he did Judas and the Black Messiah, was which was directed by Ryan Coogan. Okay. Which also, which he also directed and played with, and had him in Black Panther. I hear. It all connects. <laughs> I, I love uh, Dane Kaluuya and Get Out. Uh, and I loved him when he played the, the bad guy. I forget which movie he was, what movie the, that was, but he was like, he was a hood dude. And, and then everybody, everybody knows that scene when the guy is rapping, he like start like stalking him and everything. And then right. Like, and he does what he does. Everybody knows that scene, but him and that whole movie was, was good. I hope now, we see him in, in any future iterations of Black Panther. I hope he, like, he should be in his, prison. Lock his character away forever. He should still be in prison. If we see him in Black Panther, it should be a Koye visiting him behind bars. In some, in, in some, like, sometime in the movie, the boys should. I mean, honestly, honestly, he should. Honestly, he should, be, he should have been killed. But I think with with his uh with his uh his relationship with T'Challa up until that point was the only reason Okoye didn't kill him. But he should have been mm. killed. But there is one there is one uh one black creator from the early two thousands up to now that we haven't spoke on because it's it's a double edged sword to the culture. Sorry, I got turned. You know, you know, do you know who I'm talking about, Tom Gloss? And what's that? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is definitely a, a double, and, and not just him, not just him. Oprah Winfrey has too, if you want to get into it. Oprah Winfrey has too. We can get, we, we can get into it, but you know what? Oprah Winfrey hasn't produced as much. Content. That's yeah. Let's say content. Because Oprah Oprah will try Oprah try at at one point Oprah was redoing a lot of books. And that's yeah. fine. Like I thought their eyes was watching God was uh is it definitely an interesting movie, but it's one of those things that maybe it shouldn't have been a movie. Maybe it shouldn't have. We could have gone without it, but it's fine. Well, we can talk Tyler about Perry. Perry. I mean, Tyler... I mean, he brought he he brought that plantation down in Atlanta and transformed it into something yeah. amazing. Yeah. And 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 I I know a few other actors that he had actually put on 
and he does put us on more than anybody else. But if you cross At what him, cost? Right. But if you call if you cross him, he'll blackball And of course, everyone, everyone who's everyone already knows about that, especially after episodes of Club Shay Shay with Monique and Cat Williams. Right. Right. So, but and, and, and Tyler has a history of not hiring. I want to say black writers, but any writers for his shows. He had writers, but then when the writers wanted to unionize and get paid, get paid their worth, that's when he fired them. And that's where that that episode from of Atlanta comes from. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I can't, you know, here's the crazy thing. I can't tell which was worse, the episode of Atlanta or the episode of the Boondocks. Mm. Because mm. Both, you know, both of them were seething critiques. Mm, I know. Ooh. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Air Magruder a the slight edge. Because Tyler Perry tried to throw his weight around. I mean, he successfully did throw his weight around because those episodes have never been re-aired in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. Yeah. You can see him on streaming and if you bought physical media, which, side note, guys, we need to get back to physical media. media. physical really do. Like, like seriously, we need to get back into buying DVDs, and because they're digitally like just deleting stuff, even stuff you've actually paid for. So please, so go on Amazon, check out your DVDs, and buy physical media. We talked about this in our in our one of the other podcasts. I had to get How serious and bring it in and shit. <laughs> but, but really, like, go back. So buying box DVDs and stuff. Because now that we know, because they told us to our face that even if you buy it for a price, it's not yours. Right. You're it. You're right. it at a, at a one-time thing. Right, which it's is... Anything for movies, video games. like. But because uh, Ty Tyler Perry... And his Medea, he, he's built an empire, and the foundation of it is Medea. And Medea is there's a lot of hard stereotypes and portrayals of things in Tyler Perry movies, and a lot of them are at the expense of black women. And black men, like dark-skinned men like me and you. But, yes, dark-skinned black men, yes. But when it comes to black women, they've been, they go through everything. Yes. They've been, they were beaten up, raped, abused. Yes. Kids thrown out of windows. And I'm not even being sarcastic there. <laughs> I'm not even being sarcastic. What was that? It's called the movie is called Four Color Girls. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, it's a scene. It's a reason why a lot of black women don't like the actor Michael Ealy. Yeah, but uh, a lot of a lot of his work is um, it's just not good. It's entertaining to a certain point. Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, uh, a lot of his stuff has a lot of uh, Christian overtones in it. He worked well, like. Well, he says that in all his interviews. Hmm? He says that in all his interviews, like most of his stuff is going to have some type of like Christian overtone or like his guy, his guy, he said his guy is going to be in everything that he, that he produces. That's fine. That's fine. It's just a problem that sometimes it's um, it's lazily done because Tyler Perry writes everything. Because he writes everything. Yeah, and that's and we can we can tell because that he pushes out he pushes out so much uh, so many works that are half brained poorly written and in a lot of cases they're even shot horribly and that's what and that's what that scene in uh, Alexa was talking about he writes his scene by just slamming on the piano and it just spits out garbage <laughs> and then and, and, and then and then there's the thing. Then there was the infamous, the infamous thing he said over the speaker. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, how how do you fix that in post? It, it's yeah. So I mean, I mean, he does. He has does things for the for the culture that was also good. But yeah, but at what it, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> like you said, it's, it's a double edged I'll put the same thing for, for Oprah Winfrey. Now that everything has come out, I think I think she's worse than uh than Tyler. I mean, I, I think she's worse than Tyler than uh, Tyler Perry. Ooh. I mean, let's I mean let's call it let's call it what it is. Like like when Robert Johnson, the guy who used to own BT came out, I think, like, two years ago. He said he's paying for everybody at Morehouse. He's paying, he's paying everybody that off. Mm-hmm. And then somebody called out Oprah and said, Oprah, why haven't you done it? Oprah said, I do. I just don't announce it. What kind of find out she don't? Yeah, but she doesn't. It's like that. And she don't, and she don't put nobody on. Like she'll, like, she'll interview celebrities, but they're, but they're, like, they're already on. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. It's a mutual interview. Like both of them are benefiting from each other. Like you're not helping me. Like your your audience already know who I am. But yeah, and then you find out that she's horrible. She's a horrible person. You know what I mean? Not just with the color purple stuff, but her uh, cheating everybody out of money, not paying people correctly, and then trying to blackball uh, Taraji P Henson when she spoke out about it. But but with her coming after R. Kelly, but not coming after uh, the Weissman guy who who she was best friends with, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Let's call it what it is. All right, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, but she, she had nothing to say. Nothing to say about her. That was her homie. 
worse. <laughs> Definitely worse. I don't mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> Uh, also I mean, in the 2000s, you got, you got a whole network. You got a whole network. You're like, you going to see us here. Or also, she uses it, us like, like, hold on. She uses us like, uh, like, uh, like CW used to. Like, they'll use us to start network up, rebuild the network, then they cancel all the shows, get rid of all the black shows. And put on Riverdale, <laughs> which is a good show. <laughs> I can't right? There was like there was like Kyla Pratt flex. We don't need one on one anymore. Right. We're bringing back Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. We've got a new show, Gossip Girl. <laughs> what yeah, man, like black cinema and us. Going from in front of the camera to behind to behind the camera has been has been probably our biggest flex. Um, another 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 trail another trailblazer who's blown up in the two thousands. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say oh, I'm sorry I, I had a I had a sneeze working its way up. <laughs> Uh, I had a sneeze working its way up, but I was gonna say uh, Jamie Fox. Really? Because think about it. Th think think about where we started in the two thousands with Jamie Fox. Right from from, from living, we had we had the Jamie Fox show, which was amazing, which was hilarious. Yes, yes. And then the show then the show was gone. Then, uh, then out of left, field, they had, we got. And they had a proper send off. Nope. Then we got Ray. Ray was also amazing. An amazing Academy Award winning portrayal, and he's he just skyrocketed off into film ever since, and then he stopped and made a Grammy Award winning album. Right. Right. He was one of and, those uh, triple threats. Yes, and of course he's still he's still he was still doing stand up comedy as well. Like, <laughs> like, and Jamie Fox and uh, Jamie Fox is still. I believe I believe he's still recovering. He had he had a health situation uh, earlier last year, but he but before but before it went down. He did a great sci-fi, a dark sci-fi comedy called They Clone Tyrone. They Clone Tyrone. And when he played the uh not so much a superhero, but a but a super powered human power. Yeah. Power, yeah. yeah. Also, also a, a, a dope movie. But they and clone he, Tyrone was actually really good. They clone Tyrone, mind you. Also directed by a young black man, Joel Taylor. But, uh, I haven't heard of him. He, that's because he's still. That's because he he's still he's still in the new stage. He's he's okay. new, new blood. Like, I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, that a lot of new uh, directors 
new new young black directors is coming up like like Ryan Coogler and and this guy. And, uh, he was he was also the screenwriter on Creed Two. Nice. And he also helped write Space Jam: A New Legacy. <laughs> okay, so okay, so no, he's, no, he's, Cooper, he, he's one of Ryan Coogler's guys. <laughs> yeah, but he does, but. But the brother brothers do, doing great work. I can't wait to see about his next project. I really yeah. do. <laughs> I'm just like I love how I was like I love how somehow it just comes back to Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, now, I... now, uh, now another young another another young director has been making waves for the last couple of years. Uh, Nia DaCosta. She actually. Uh, she actually directed the Candyman, uh, the, the latest Candyman sequel, which was executive produced by Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Productions. And she had recently directed The Marvels, which... Uh, which, which, we, which we were just talking about before we came on screen. Because when The Marvels came out, uh, it, it became uh, the worst grossed um, Marvel film of, of our time and after watching it I don't understand I, I, well, I have a better understanding of why it failed and it actually has nothing to do with the film there is some very weird bigotry and, miso and misogyny going on uh, around this film because of course it has its flaws but I don't, I don't think it was a bad film I, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's it's, it's misogyny, and and we had this talk before. Like it's by it, it's by people who, who don't even read comics. I mean, or like they don't know these characters, or or how they interact with each other, or, or anything. As long as it's a woman-led film, they're gonna buy it. And I think I I think that's very strange and very sad. Because, like, don't, like, a big, uh, a big disservice was done on, uh, on her. So I don't think that, I don't think that's cool. But she will, she, she's fine. She is resilient. She's already, she's already working on another project in England. Not sure what it is, but I know it's going to, but I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Now. <laughs> Two thousands, early two thousands, Brian. It's two thousand and four. I'm rich, biatch. Dave Chappelle. Yes. Now, Dave, yo, Dave has had an interesting run in the two thousands. I believe I've been been big... of his before the Chappelle show when he's starting coming up actor. I was like this. This, this dude is hilarious. Uh, I I think I think bad I think his uh I think how hot half bait came out in yeah. late ninety late ninety nine or early two thousands I'm not sure which one, but even in its failure it ended up excelling on uh, VHS and later DVD. I'm not going to explain what VHS is. 
<laughs> you don't need to explain what VHS is. You can see it in your grades. <laughs> Demon engine with the spicy shots. <laughs> oh, Shut up. You'll be seeing him soon on the Geek Report getting back then. <laughs> uh, but also, <laughs> he's, he's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this and you don't know what VHS is, you just don't have to do it. But Dave Chappelle, I, Dave Chappelle, uh, I like, he definitely, ironically, he came, he, he also came up right around the same time with Aaron Magruder and the Boondocks comic strip. So both of them were like extremely funny and both, both, both had a lot of black social satire in them. So I like, I like the idea that they both came up in and around the same time. Now, Dave Chappelle had, Dave Chappelle hit a very interesting moment in fame and had a weird revelation where he realized that a lot of people weren't getting the jokes. They just thought he was a joke and he had to step away from it all. Right. And but re, but over the last five years or so, he's made quite the uh quite the quite the new impact uh for better or worse. That is up yeah. to other yeah. folks. I think that I I think he's come back doing a stellar job as a comedian and storyteller. Other folks might feel a different way, and they certainly have the right to feel that way. He's definitely he's definitely transitioned more into like his comedy is more is more uh it's like satire and activism. Than, than like straight comedic and a lot of jadedness because he's become right. quite <laughs> so there's yeah. it, it's understandable like his now, comedy is more like going to tell y'all the truth in comedic form now you know who has a, now you know who's had who had a great come up in these 2000s Issa Rae Issa Rae started as a YouTuber. Uh, she, she had, had a, a YouTube show called she had a, the, the Adventures of the Awkward Black Girl. And I love I, I loved her YouTube. I was so happy when I seen she got her own show. I was a avid fan. She always she was she was very vocal about telling her telling stories, especially being a black woman telling stories. She kept that same energy. I met her once. She was at a she was at a small black filmmakers event in Philadelphia, and I want to say two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, somewhere around. Yeah, and she and she was she. It was at where I was working, and I saw her, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Issa Wright!" And she was like, "Hello," and I I couldn't stay because I'm an employee, and they. The, the hotel frowns upon that. They're like, right. unless they unless they speak to you first, get back to work, man. <laughs> Just kidding, because one day the hotel, that hotel is probably going to sponsor us. One day, <laughs> but, <laughs> but then but then she started doing her her own show, Insecure. Then she got rap shit, 
And of course, she's been producing and writing other projects as well. Now, recently, um, recently she still has my support and I look forward to her next project because I understand that rap shit recently got canned by uh, HBO Max or Max. Yeah. So, but either way, you've gone from you've gone from YouTube to to HBO. So I love her. One of, a lot one of people my can't favorite, say they did that. Favorite, favorite, uh, not even a scene, but she's getting an interview and they asked her, who you rooting for? Everybody black. Everybody <laughs> Everybody black. And she was dead ass serious. I love her for that. Who you rooting for? Mm-hmm. Everybody black. Yeah. And a girl who interviewed her was like, well, fuck, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> another another person who's been who's made a lot of waves um in front of and behind the camera donald glover speaking of atlanta i'm not even getting to atlanta first because donna glover started as a comedian a, com- a comedy writer well he was a stand-up comedian and uh pennsylvania native tina fey saw his act and thought he was funny and she put him on the writing staff for 30 Rock. Okay, I know that. And Sorry. from Sorry. And, Sorry. And, Sorry. and from and he, he went from writing on 30 Rock to writing and actually doing scenes on 30 Rock. Mm. I know I, I know he was on 30 Rock. I know then, he wanted to write too. That's what's up. Then he went on to start a, a start on another show called Community. Yo, that guy, speaking of triple threat, Donald Glover is a threat period. This mm. dude correct his asshole. Sing right. Like X. Like, like I don't know if y'all know. And maybe Corey was gonna bring this up, but let me get you to the punch. Disney hired him. To write uh, Deadpool, him and his brother wrote a whole season of Deadpool. Even got some and of it animated. Did, I didn't even know he got any of it animated. But some we of it, they leaked. That it was a thing. Donald Glover and his brother leaked footage of it online, and people loved what they saw. And when Disney got a whiff of it, of course they did their best to scrub it all. Did you see any of it? I saw a little bit of it. I saw a little bit of it. And I'm not going to lie. Damn, it looked good. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It got canned because Donald Glover touched on some things that I guess uh, Disney watchers wasn't wasn't fine of letting out, even though it, it was it was true for the time. And it was like up, it was up Deadpool's pipe to talk about. Right. They touched a little too close to home, so they can't do. But they did let him keep his show Atlanta, which um, I've got to, I'm not going to lie, for um, hip hop meets Twin Peaks is like the best way to describe Atlanta. (laughs) It is! It truly is. Uh, it's it's funny. It's poignant. It's thought-provoking. 
it definitely starts a lot of conversation pieces. It's uh, um, like it it shows a lot of flaws in our. It's hella creepy. (laughs) Hella creepy. It's it's hella creepy. Some episodes weirded me out. I like. Oh my god. I don't know. And they and that's the thing. They should have. Right. If they're not weirding you out, you got a problem. Right. Like, like, I, like, I know it was good. So, also, it gave Cat Williams his first, uh, what was that, uh, uh, Emmy? Yeah, yeah, he had a primetime Emmy. You got an Emmy for that, for that, uh, the Alligator Man, Alligator Man episode, which, <laughs> rightfully so, because Cat <laughs> is a hell of an actor, but he killed the Alligator Man episode. Also, in that same episode, Cat Williams really can run his ass off. That's what <laughs> I had showed. I had showed Julia that scene. I like little bit. Cat Williams could actually run, and I showed her the Alligator Man episode. And so I'm at the end, <laughs> taking yeah. off in the street. He was running. <laughs> he was running his slippers that day. <laughs> yeah, and, but. and and recently, uh, Donald Glover just finished. He 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 worked on two uh, projects on Amazon Prime, one called Swarm, which I ain't watched any of Swarm. I I, I seen what it was about. I ain't see a single episode of Swarm. Watch it. You will get you will get weirded out, but it's worth the watch. And recently he uh recently he starred in Mr. and Mrs. Smith the series. And I did a review for it. Please check it out on Amerimi Wire. I think the, the, they, the link will be down below. It is. I think they did a fantastic job on the show. It, it raises a lot of questions. And right, one one of the I'm not even going to talk about that here. I'm I'm, I'm going to leave that for something else because I'm going to leave that. No, because it, it's a good it's a good thing. But I just want to leave it with something else because. He he has okay, fuck it. He does this thing and with his projects where it could end right there, and you're just like, okay. But then you just like is there more? Right. Like you could like like you could just stop the st- telling the story right there, and it's great. But then you just like, but so we talked about this, right? So, so the end of Mister Mister Smith is amazing. So you said that it could end right there, mm-hmm. but he leaves a hook just in case the studio wants another season, right? You you ain't never lie. You ain't never lie. But it's been uh, a and and the sad thing is uh, we might have to come back to this another day because we're 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 close to our end and we've only covered just a fistful of of creators and writers and actors and directors from the twenty first century. And and then we could go back. We touched on Spike Lee. Spike Lee is his own episode. So many. 
Spike Lee. Men and women have changed the way we, we as a people, watch film. Not just black people, but everybody watch film. Because we can touch on Pamela Greer. We can go back. We can go Pamela Greer, Hi Hat, Hattie McDaniel, uh, the Reed couple. It, it's. it's but, but, Robert, but, Robert like, Townsend. But like Donald Glover. Oh my God, Robert Townsend. The first black superhero. I don't know, did y'all know that? He was the first black superhero. Meteor Man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we're going to end it here. But like Donald Glover, we're going to throw out a hook to so make sure y'all come back so we go over the next uh, next great people who change how we watch film. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, folks, uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in here today. Uh, of course, <laughs> we couldn't be, really be doing this without you guys. We want to uh, thank you for listening to our podcast here today, uh, wherever you're listening to it. And to you folks out on YouTube, we want to thank you guys for checking us out today. We hope okay. you're subscribed. If not, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. And of course, we've talked about a lot of things today. And that's what, and the comment section is here. And we do take a look at it. So please take, make sure you leave what your thoughts in the comment section. Um, hey, y'all got somebody that we want to talk on, an actor, the director, uh, past, future, present, you know, Put, put it there in the comments. I would love to uh, talk about it. Also, uh, <laughs> special shout out to uh, Chuck Styles. He actually recently did an amazing, amazing art piece highlighting some black directors. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and bring him on and see if he can talk next time we do this. Talking about this yeah, black. That and but until then, we'll be catching you guys next time. Love y'all on the boss. It is always a pleasure, sir. And, and always say always. Demon engine. Because you man. We made ribs and make the cheese, so so they dinner. All right. Peace out, y'all. We'll see you guys next time. Be well. Mm-hmm.